Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. It's the Clary Podcast. You know why it's the Clary Podcast? Because it has to be. And no, no, we are not in the studios. Yes, yes, we are in the car. <laughs> It's not my favorite thing in the world, but uh, one of my favorite things is when I get criticisms from either actual trolls or actual clients, or not clients, actual fans. I got, and I, I don't, I don't, every once in a while I'll dip into the comments section, and yeah, it usually might be a troll, or it might just be some old man, just some, some person who's like, you know, you really ought to not do that. And all I want to say is, I'm sorry, you the fucking guy who makes a living at this? Are you the, uh, are you the, uh, online sensation that is known as Aaron Clary? Are you the guy that, well, <clears throat> admittedly, primarily through frugalism and minimalism, but are you the guy that makes enough money over on the YouTubes and, and is consultate? Oh, you not? Well, shut the fuck up! There's a store. They got cups. And you should go get one filled with a cup of shut the fuck up. <coughs> it actually doesn't get me angry. It, I just find it cute. Am I amused or bemused? What is the more condescending one? I am entertained with guys who have, you know, what? Be it Twitter or YouTube or uh, whatever social media, they got three or four followers, they got no content, you know what, you really ought to, oh really, what ought I do there, Bucky, what really I ought to do, Mr. Multi-Bill, what I, well, who, yes, Mr. PewDiePie the second, what should I fucking do, what would you like, oh, and now we hit a gravel road, God believe it, Anyway, so I, I've got multiple complaints when I do the <clears throat> the audio thing. You know, you really ought to get your audio. You really, you know, that audio. You really, you really. Oh, oh yes. You you tell me what to do. And I I don't give a shit because I don't have the time. There's no time. Okay. All right. I take that back. There could be time. There could be time if I stayed in my fucking house for hours and days on end and never left. But my God, guys, I'm going to warn you again about this. I'm going to warn you again. Be careful what you wish for because working at home, it's got drawbacks. And the number one, one of them is, boy, you got to get out of Dodge. You got to go do something. You can't just, you just can't stay in. And so, yes, if I wanted to, you know, Stay at home, not leave. Take the extra time that I would have had, uh, spend it on uh, you know on commuting, spend it on a podcast. Yeah, I could, but then I'm at home for what ten hours a day. How long do you sheep work every day with commute? And you get yourself. Where do I want to go here? Uh, let's wait for this guy to go through on the roundabout. How long? How long do you guys like with commute and your your lunch? You got to get lunch. Oh, you gotta have it. You gotta go at noon. You gotta go precisely at noon when all the other fucking sheep line up. You'll line up for movies. You'll line up for iPhones. And every fucking day, you will line up at lunch. Why? Well, because it's noon. We have to eat lunch at noon. That's the time you eat lunch. Hello? (laughs) My days at corporate America. Why were you gone? I was getting lunch. It's not noon yet. No, it's not noon. That way I can get back here and work more for you, you dumb fucking baby boomer asshole. Are you going to lunch? No, why am I going to go to lunch? It's noon. We're all going to lunch. Don't you want to come? No, I don't want to go with you fucking sheep. I tolerate you enough here. 
want to stand in a fucking line with you guys talking all that shit that you do at the water cooler? I want to get my work done, then I want to go to fuck home. So when you add it up, yeah, if I were to spend the same amount of time that the average American sheeple does going to his or her corporate job, including commute and including lunch, two minutes of eating, 58 minutes of standing in fucking line, I could do a podcast from home with the nice audio quality that I have. But by God, you got to get out. You got to get out. That's the other thing is when you're self-employed, your uh, efficacy, your efficiency, that's more uh, a better way to put it. Different engines have different efficiencies. They say, oh, the the nuclear uh, engine or the nuclear reactor has X percent efficiency or the, the gas engine has X percent efficiency. You know, I think gas is between 70 and 80. No engine, no system is 100% efficient. There's always a little bit of give. But when you go work your regular sheeple job, holy shit, where am I now? I'm going to turn this way. <clears throat> I'm just randomly driving around. When you uh, have your regular sheeple job, uh, you're at best operating at 20%. You're, you're 20% efficient. The remaining 80% of your time is just pissed away. Either because you don't have the resources you need, you're waiting on information, you're twiddling your thumbs... You're working with baby boomers. Oh, look at this schwank development. This is where all the white people are going. Okay. All right. Look at this now. I'm going to have to drive back here and take a picture for the girlfriend. <clears throat> Although I'm way the hell out near Wisconsin. You're only about 20%. 20%. Oh, there's ducks over there. Look at that. 20% efficient. Now, if you're self-employed... You are 100% efficient. All right, all right. Maybe you go make yourself a little bit of tea. Maybe you fuck around on uh, social media, look at a little bit of porn. You go, you know, do your email that's not related to work. But but you are drastically, on mag- orders of magnitudes, way more efficient, exponentially more efficient than you are working in some corporate office. And so you will bang out four to five times the amount of work in a full day. If you stick around and you don't dick around on your lunch hour, you eat and you go. You're at least six to seven times more productive than an average work day. Easy. Easy. Am I going the wrong way on a one-way? God, I hope not. I'm in one of those white people news cul-de-sac kind of things. Where there's no grid, there's no 38th Street, North, 27th Street, South. Oh, here's where I am. I'm completely lost now. I just left the main road. Don't know if I'm going the right way. I scare people with my car that isn't leased or new. <clears throat> anyway, so you, if you're that efficient, but your brain, after a while, your brain, your brain's not even used to that. 90% efficient for 12 to 13 hours of time? Straight? It's like, no, I gotta get going. I gotta go. My brain's got to do something else. It cannot live on work alone. And then if you're in the exact same house all the time, then then your wife or your spouse or your husband comes back home. Then it's, they're tired. They don't want to go anywhere. So what are you going to do? Well, we're going to stay here. So you're like, no, let's get out. I just got home. I'm tired of driving. I haven't left. And that is the number one drawback of working from home. And then you got to get out. And so I was on fire. Oh, boy, was I on fire. I got through all my emails. I'm caught up on all my emails. Caught up on all the asshole consulting, except for one large one that's a little bit more philosophical, and it's going to take about an hour to answer. It's going to be the longest asshole consulting question I've ever answered because the guy just blathered on. I'm like, dude, this is going to be 175 bucks. He's like, okay. I'm like, alright. But I just got through all that piddly shit. All my to-do list in one of the rare instances. Not not the entire to-do list. There's always stuff to do, but one uh, in one of the rare instances, I got rid of all the piddly crap. There's no more piddly shit to do. 
no emails, no errands, no get this over at the grocery store, no get this charging cable, oh no, don't call this thing, don't call that. I got it down so far, I even have it scheduled that when my house closes that the utility shut off. Which isn't even for like a month and change away. That's how far ahead I am of this game. That's how far ahead I am. And so now it's just the real work is left. But after that, I'm like, you know what? Another part of the job, gotta go work out. So I ended up grabbing my, my duffel bag here, my gym bag. Now I always forget something. Forgot to pack another shirt. So now I just got a sweatshirt on with no undershirt. It's kind of chafing my nipples. It's warm enough, though. I ran. <clears throat> it's like, you really ought to go home. You really got to go home and eat some of that prepared food. You know, the food that way you save money when you don't eat out. You should go home and, and, and then what? And what? Sit and wait? Do more work? Still don't know where I am. No outlet. Well, let's go this way. We'll meander about out here. And so I decided to drive. And that's why you're going to get shitty audio quality. I, I, and I'm trying to get lost. I think I've succeeded. God bless white people in their cul-de-sacs. I know, I know I'm a white person, but I'm not. I, there, is, there is a distinct difference. There's a distinct difference between me and the, the Chadwicks and the Thaddeuses. There is, because I remember, and there was, back in the day, there was. And it wasn't necessarily poor. What it really was was a conformist. Because I guarantee you right now, in my banking days, I'm driving, I'm driving through, uh, God, where am I? I keep getting signs for, like, Dresser, Wisconsin. No, well, this is the end. God darn it. Got a bunch of snow in the back of the truck. <clears throat> This is the edge of the development. It won't, no more than five years ago, I guarantee this was farmland. But these houses, be, be, uh, based on my banking days, back when I used to do analysis, every single one of these homes has got no more, no more than 3 or 5% down. There's not a 20%er here at all. And both hubby and wifey poo are working. Yeah, look at this. I can even look down. What time is it? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I bet you I could go down each and every one. Let's go down this road. Each and every one of these picture-perfect little neighborhoods, and there ain't going to be one car in the driveway or the garage. There's going to be no life. You want to know why? Because both wifey and hubby got to work their jobs to have this little bit of bliss. Let's go down here. Okay, there's one... One, two, one, three, two, three, two, four, two, five, two, six, two, seven, two, eight, two, nine, two, ten, three, ten, three, eleven, three, twelve, three, thirteen, four, thirteen, four, fourteen, four, fifteen, four, sixteen, four, oh my god, seventeen, four, seventeen, four, yeah, about what? A third, a third of the houses have, and these look like contractors. I bet you most of these guys are contractors. That's a contractor truck. Yeah, they're all working to afford this. And they'll never be free. They'll never be free. Yeah, here we go. Another damn cul-de-sac. I'm sure I brought a cigar for this. So... The Clary Podcast today is you just getting to go and hang out with the old Capmeister driving around. We might go to Wisconsin. Cappy and his thoughts, of which there are none. Although I'll tell you, <clears throat> it is nice to be done with all that petty, I mean the pettiest of shit. The toilet is clean, the dishes are done. Everything that could be done, I mean even... I'll, let me show you how far the old Capmeister is ahead. So I got to pay, you know, first month's rent on the apartment. And everything's login and usernames. Everything. No, I just can't cut a check to Bob. No, I got it. Login and usernames. And if you want, go back, tune into a couple podcasts before where I talk about the, 
apartment we're moving into now is one of those perfectly manicured, brand new, millennial wonder boxes where there's two gyms and okay, and that was the cheapest we could find within a reasonable distance. But um, yeah, yeah, you have first month's rent, and it's like username, password, username, password, username, password. Everything has to have a username and a password. I'm going to go this way. And I'm like, you know what? Might as well pay it. It's got to get done. Do not put off today what can be done. Do not put off to tomorrow what can be done today. And so I go online. I log in. I remembered my username and password, thankfully. I go to say, resident, pay. It's it won't even let me pay. That's how far ahead I am, man. That's how clean my slate is. And I, as happy as I am, I still can't get that happy. Because I haven't been out of the house long enough. And the freaking sun hasn't come out. And so now we're going to go for a joyride. Just going to go nowhere, man. There's nowhere else to go. Nothing else to do. After a while, yeah, okay, here, I've been on this road. Now I know where I am. I'm not lost anymore. I can't even get lost. I can't get lost for more than 10 minutes. Yep, here we go. All right, knew where I was. Let's see if I can't find another place to go get lost. What do you do after a while? I mean, this is why you got to move. I don't believe anyone could stay in a place for too much longer than, than a decade. Then you got to... Let's get out of here. Then it's like, nah, I, I, I've been to that coffee store. Nah, I've been to that that restaurant. And I, I was at that restaurant, the two previous incarnations it was before. Because it's one of those restaurants that can never stay open. What in God's name is this? That's no. So then you drive, you drive, oh, there might be something new, there might be something, nope, same thing. Every town, you look at the northern metro of St. Paul, heck, even part of Wisconsin, I've been to every major and minor little town. Go on the other side of 30, I've been to now then, look up now then, oh boy, there's an exciting town, now then. <laughs> Just these lame jokes of these towns up there. What was, the other one is, uh, hey. What's the town that that comes before Andover? I don't know what. Up. Like, what? Yeah, because it's up and over. And they're like, oh, that's horrible, Clary. <sighs> so I'm sorry for the lackadaisical, distracted podcast. Some podcast is better than none, I guess. <laughs> Listening to the great one, who, again, I gave you forewarning, is racist, and I do not agree with his racism. Actually, kind of hurts me. But he was whining and complaining. I've been, I've been like, look, great one. He's he has a skill set that would do very well in Vegas. I'm like, look, there's an extra room that my buddy's got. You could come down. We could go hiking. And if you listen to his podcast, uh, they he's got to move. Place he's been at, gosh, 15 years, 20 years, same apartment. Slept on his couch many times. He's got to move. And now I'm, I'm thinking, like, now's the time to strike. Now's the time to get another buddy, albeit racist, to come come down to Vegas. To, to get uh, kind of like what John Smith got everyone to go out to Utah. I'm going to get everybody to go out to Vegas. The Church of Cappy. And the promised land will be Vegas, full of whores, booze, and casinos. Which is honest. So he's whining, you know, like he does, because that's all it is. That's all any podcast really is, is whining about how the insane people are taking over, and the insane people are whining how they don't have the money the same productive people do. It's just all whining, that's all it is. It's just one's moral and correct, the other one is just a bunch of parasites who whine about not having other people's money. 
So he's whining about it. Oh, I forgot to do my Colorado State income taxes. And it is the 12th, I believe. I'm like, hey, chop, chop. You better get to that. And then I, and I'm a very good salesman. Very good salesman. I say, you know where you don't have to file state income taxes? Nevada. Because they don't have them. He said, good point. So there might actually be the chance. Now, how fun would that be? We get the great one, me and Adam Piggott all crashing at the same house in Vegas. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any oil in Vegas. There is mining. There is mining, but Piggott's expertise is offshore rescue, those oil rigs. Because he's, he's not manly enough. He's only meh when it comes to manliness. That'd be fun. Although I guess we're not... I don't think any of us are big gamblers. We'd all be big hikers. We could get uh, the great one to learn how to ride a motorcycle. He, he would do well. We could uh, form a little motorcycle club in Vegas. <sighs> um, Clary Podcast brought to you, Can I Remember? Trade the ratio with Glorious Carl. The Autistic's Guide to Security. The Men's Advocate. TheMensAdvocate.net. Uh, it's a resource for men who are going through divorce. I have been divorced. Basically a resource for divorced men. That Autistic, uh, Autistic's Guide to Security. I'm kind of curious. Because there's, there's a fair amount of the tism and the spurg out there and the listening audience. I don't know if that's because you guys don't have fathers or actually actually got it. And the guy contacted me. He himself has autism, but he, dude wrote a book. Oh, his conversation patterns was way to fuck off. It's like, dude, just tell me what the fuck you want. And he did. Proving he's capable of doing it. Maybe all you guys are treating these guys with the kid's gloves. Oh, he puts... He puts a noun where there should be a verb and a verb where there should be a noun. He's trying to talk like the, uh, like the, the, the original, um, oh, what is it, not, not just Jews, who are they? They're not Hasidic Jews, New York Jews. You know, where they, they reverse it, they reverse it. You like peanuts, maybe? Peanuts you like, peanuts you like, maybe? Except he doesn't do it right, so it's not even funny at all. You yell at him, what do you fucking want? Oh, I, I just want to advertise on your show. Fine, it's $100. Oh, okay, thanks, sir. It's like, geez, what the fuck? So you, you can do it, can't you? If any of you claim to have autism, I'd be, I'd be very curious about your review of his book to buy. Are you guys concerned about security? Are you worried? I'm, are, are you afraid that you could be taken advantage, you could be taken advantage of like scam artists because you're autistic and you'll pick up on the cues? You can't tell friend from foe. Oh, wait, let me tell you. Let me tell you for all you autists out there and spurgacons, just people in general, young people. If it's too good to be true, it's not. If it's too bad that you're panicked, it's likely not. I had a friend's kid get scammed out of six hundred bucks because he fell for the old you owe the IRS six hundred bucks. Pay us over PayPal, which the IRS never does. And basically, if they're treating you nice, there's something wrong. That's always that's that's how you can tell someone's trying to screw you over. Someone's trying to be nice. At best, people should be standoffish and cool and neutral towards you. Then they're not fucking up to something. They're not scheming. But if they're either too nice or the news is too bad, something's wrong and you need to run. Or not trust them. So I don't know how important the book is. But read it. I don't know. If, you guys, if somebody out there has uh, autism, read the book. I'd be very curious about your opinion of it. See, I, th- well, I remember autism, that was like Rain Man. Like, the guy couldn't read. Could count toothpicks, but he couldn't read. Like on the spectrum. That's one. That's another thing. Spectrum. I don't trust spectrum. That gives too much leeway. Oh, I got a little bit of this. Oh, I got a little bit of that. 
my generation that giggled. Yeah, I, I, got, I totally got ADHD. <laughs> I got ADHD. Oh my God, is I have ADHD. Oh my God, I'm just so forgetful. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're just you're just like self-deprecating to be funny and ingratiate yourself and get a little bit of attention. Might that be it? Like, you better be crippled. I've seen it. I've seen two of my buddies now, and they, they've convinced me, okay, yeah, autism and Asperger's is a thing, and their kids are fucked. I'm like, okay, yeah, there is something wrong with that kid. He ain't fucking, he ain't, he ain't acting that. He's not posing there. That is 100% grade A, legit psych, no, I'm not psycho, but he's off in his other world. My buddy's got a daughter. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make fun of him. I feel very bad for him. I, I'm like, gosh, I, I hope that doesn't ever happen to a kid I won't ever have. I wish we could cure that. So it is true. But when you come in perfectly functional, able to write paragraphs, no, able to use paragraphs, able to write cogently, you are functioning and interacting with normal people. Like, oh, I got, I got a bit of the ADHD. I got a bit of the tisms. Like, no, the fuck you don't. You're just the fucking normie. Like everybody else, and you fucked up, and now you're gonna blame it on this made-up disease. Well, not a made-up, a disease that you don't have. But you have a, see, you had a smidge of it. I'm on the spectrum, and I'll even forgive the tee-hee people because ah, okay, it's just ah, maybe I do have a bit of this. But it's like, yeah, I'm on the spectrum. No, no, you're not on the spectrum. Don't you either got it or you don't. Don't do this this gray area. Do I have to treat you as an invalid or not? Which one? Which one is it? It gets really scary there in the bipolar world. Very similar again. Uh, the Red Man Group, which if, which you have if you haven't listened to it, I recommend you, you tune into those guys. I think it's a bit repetitive, but then again, I've been in this field forever. I guess it's it'd be like me listening to banking podcasts when I was working in banking. I guess I don't really need to. I just enjoy the personalities. They're talking about how, um, was it, does bipolar disorder exist? And there were pros and cons as to whether it existed or not. And I, I, I wasn't on the show, but I've always made the philosophical point, don't matter. Because if, if it does and she's got it, dump her ass. If it doesn't exist but she fakes she's got it, dump her ass. Oh, you guys have heard it before. I don't have to go over it again. Well, there's a house I could use for my house. So I look at houses now and their architecture to see how I'd like my house to be built. Anyway, as I said before, you guys already know my opinion about how predominantly white people are using made-up mental disorders they don't have. No, mental disorders they don't have. Faking mental illness so they can get in on that sweet gravy train of affirmative action or victim whoring. But those bipolar, and that, that, that has gone on since the baby boomers. That's the earliest recorded documentation of women acting psycho. Now, maybe that's always been the case. I don't know. I didn't talk to the, the World War II generation. I think times were so bad that a woman didn't dare pull off that I got a case of the vapors. That kind of bullshit. Maybe in the most elite of society. Maybe. But uh, I don't remember grandparents or hearing about grandparents' friends acting all dramatic and bullshitty like that. Let alone calling it a mental disease. But I do remember my dad dating enough. <laughs> I do remember listening to enough old timers. Oh, heck, even on... Uh, Red Pill, the uh, Manister community, is, there's some old-timers on there. Most of the divorced guys are old. You know, really old guys, like Rich Cooper. You know, like really, really old guys. So old that they can't even... They, they try to dye their beard, and, and the beard is so old, it just sucks all the dye out. No, I'm going to be gray hair bearded. And then he's got to contemplate putting on a fat suit and playing Santa. That's how old. That's how old we're talking. That's That's how old. But it's been there. It's been there since the baby boomers. Just kidding, Rich. I know you're not a baby boomer. I think Rich is all of two years older than me. But we see now we got it. Now we got a name. We got a. We got it. It's got a label. See, and it's not her fault. It's a. It's a thing in the brain with the chemicals and the stuff. 
See, so even though she attacked you with a knife, if you slam on her while you're against the mentally ill and disabled, how shame on you. She's the victim. She stabbed you with the knife. You're the victim. <laughs> Where are we now? This is a larger road. I haven't... I, I think I've been on this road. I don't want to go that way. We'll just keep going this way. How does that sound? No traffic. I am so far away from the city. And Friday afternoon rush hour should be starting. Oh, anyway, so check out the Autistics Guide to Security. Uh, the mensadvocate.net. Uh, already mentioned trade the ratio. My books. Bachelor Pad Economics. You can get that one and make yourself smart. Uh, worthless. Young Person's Indispensable Guide. Choosing the Right Major. Please get that book. Please. The penetration rate of just simply not leftist thought. Forget Red Pill. Forget Manosphereian. Forget Alternative Just not leftist thought. Not cookie-cutter brainwashed thought. Is so low. You know, I thought I thought the rumor was getting out or the word was getting out as to the worthlessness of these degrees. And you'd see uh, news articles about these for-profit uh, uh, companies closing, uh, for-profit colleges closing. You're like, yeah, they're fine. kids are finally getting it. They're waking up. They're getting hip to the jive. And then I pulled the recent uh, uh, NA... National... No... NAES, National Associated Education Survey. The government's dead on, on on education. And I calculated the statistics of uh, the percent of kids that have majored in worthless stuff going back to 1971. Oh, it's improved. It's gone from 91% worthless to like 82% worthless in the past almost 50 years. This painfully slow, this slow, half the speed of a glacier in January in the North Pole slow, just barely creeping down, and I thought ah, oh, there should be a, there should be a good precipitous drop, my book you know, a dream would be my book becomes worthless, the book worthless becomes worthless, because all the kids have that information and they don't need it no more and then I find out, nope 82 or 83 percent of the degrees being awarded are still utter shit. And my original calculation, uh, where I used the University of Minnesota data, because I ah, University of Minnesota, that's that's kind of about the same. That's equal, right? That's representative. Uh, and maybe my methodology was different. That that could be it too. Uh, I thought it was like two thirds of the degrees conferred were worthless. No, it's even worse than you thought. And we're slowly improving, slowly. I just wanted to see a little blip, you know, in 2011. There'd be this drop of about 5% where, oh, that was the effect of worthless. That's what I, there, I helped America. I did it good. Look at the good I did, society. I did better than most anybody did, you know. Certainly all the liberal arts majors and all the social workers, that's way more. You could take all the progress the social workers did, add it up, multiply it times a billion, you compare it to that little blip there on that chart that I did, I'd still come out ahead because actually social workers perpetuate the problem in our enablers and parasites. So anyway, we got a ways to go. We, uh, we could certainly spread the word of worthless. Give that to your kids. Give that to your loved ones. Give it to Gen Z. Although recently, who was it? Somebody sent me an article. I posted it on Cappy. Oh yeah, the Georgetown students. So I mean, Gen Z. Uh, let, there's no clear delineation mark, but uh, between Gen Z and the millennials, but Gen Z is looking to be as dopey and dumb and brainwashed as the millennials. Georgetown University. The students voted unanimously, uh, or the student body voted unanimously to have a charge of $27 per student, I, I presume per non-black student, uh, as reparations to the black students at Georgetown University. God, man, if I, I get, get the occasional email from a black client, or uh, a younger black man, or a woman, 
and and they're not they're not rank leftist assholes. They're not parasites. These are honorable men and women, and they got a real moral quality. Hey man, you know like I could take all this, but I don't want to be a parasite. And like, dude, take the fucking money and run. You know you gotta stop looking at yourself like, oh, am I black or my female? Do I really? Do? Dude, you're a non-leftist, okay? And dude, I'll tell you this: you want you want an economic rationalization as for why you should take money be you a, uh, a minority or female, and it goes against your conservative or libertarian principles, it's just you just don't like thievery, uh, you better take it anyway, because you are going to face discrimination and that you're not a leftist. You'll be called an Uncle Tom, you'll be called a betraying Beatrice, or what, what do they call a, a woman who doesn't hate men? What do the feminists call women who don't hate men? Housewife Harriet, what did I mean? What's the what's the slander that they got for them? You're going to face enough real backlash because of your non-leftist politics, and uh, you're the type, you know, to show you who the real racist is. Sexist, you're the type that should be leftist because of the skin color, your uh, vagina. Uh, y- you would have a moral and ethical right, I would say, to taking that affirmative action money. But the. So Georgetown, I guess, now that they're going to just give black students some of the white kids' money. Curious where the Latinos feel about that, since you didn't have... Your your forefathers didn't have slaves and you weren't here. <laughs> you have no skin in this game at all, either ancestral or not. <laughs> are they, are they going to charge the Latinos? What about the Asians? They weren't even here, but what if you're a foreign student? What if you're out of state? Or out of country, rather. That'll be interesting. And I, and who, what, no, who was it? No, there was a different guy who sent me another article. I'll tell you about that one later. But, um, yeah, Gen Z is, I know my book is going to be about trying to save Gen Z. But there, I think they're already gone. I, I There really is no reason to delineate between the two generations. Uh, there is no no event that made them different. There's no uh, no cultural shift or change. It just they're just gonna be millennials version 2.0. Oh yes, I know. I read the two or three articles that lied to you people and gave you hope, like Obama lied to the Democrats and minorities and gave them hope too. How'd that work out for you? You guys heard that the according to what a study that the Gen Zers were. More, uh, more conservative than the millennials, and they were gonna revolt against their parents. And now they're voting to pay for reparations for sla- for people who aren't slaves, never were slaves, and they themselves, the payors, were never, uh, never slave owners. Didn't even benefit slavery. Slavery, matter of fact, based on immigration from uh, Europe in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, chances are. You weren't even here when your, your 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 ancestors were still in Europe when slavery was going on here. Hell, if you were Irish, your ancestors might have actually been slaves. So why don't you go hit the Brits up for like twenty seven bucks? Who are now going to be mostly Muslim? They they do. What are you talking about? We didn't enslave you. We enslaved other black people. <laughs> we brought them to Saudi Arabia. This has nothing to do with British. Oh. So get that book worthless for all of Gen Z. That'd be nice. Kind of like the movie, uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And there's the captain who's drunk all the time. Real captain, not not Aaron Captain. And uh, they got to blow up the bridge. <coughs> Where does this road go? And uh, the captain gets wounded, and but he can't blow up the bridge because he had orders against it. But uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, not Clive Owen, Rod Steger got to get across. And so they say, don't worry, captain, we'll blow up the bridge. Because that's all the captain wanted to hear in life. That's all he wanted to hear. But he knows he's dying. He says, when you hear the, the explosion, we blew up the bridge. And so the captain's just dying. And then all of a sudden you hear the, the explosion. Boom! And then the captain, he just smiles, you because know, that's all he wanted was that damn infernal bridge to blow. And then it did blow. And then he smiled. 
And then he died. But he died a happy man because he got to blow up the bridge. Whoa. Why is someone honking at me? I'm not doing anything. Let's go this way. <clears throat> oh, there's a high school over here. And that's the kind of the same thing. I just like to I just like to hear the news article come out as I'm on my deathbed having my ass wiped by uh, immigrants from Somalia because uh, the prissy white people who live in those houses will not want to do it. Uh, the Somalis will do it because they're desperate for work, but they'll also maybe not wipe my ass or they'll do it with sandpaper because they have been brainwashed uh, to hate white people. These are fears and thoughts that go through my mind. Which is why I have the Smith & Wesson retirement plan. But I'd like that to happen. I'm on my deathbed and then someone comes in, Cappy, Cappy, who knows? We won't even have the internet. It'll just be neural implants. I'll, also, it'll flash. First news. For, for first time in, in recorded history, more STEM majors than liberal arts majors. Government cuts funding to liberal arts programs. And then the music plays. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. I'm not playing taps. That's the song from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I can hear it in my head. I can't sing it real well. And then I'll smile. Like, oh, I got the best. I got the bridge. I got that worthless, worthless bridge. So that's one book of mine you could help save kids with. It would. It'd make a great if you're an uncle. I know. Parents are going to parent because parent, that takes effort. <laughs> the GF uh, has a sibling. Oh, all organic and good, good parents in some capacities. Can't really fault them. But stereotypical organic leftists, everything Trader Joe's type. And, uh... <laughs> Three kids and uh, little, little tykes, little little shavers. And I've always, I've been trying to get the GF, like, come on, just just let me bring over the AR-15s. I'll give it, you know, we'll load up each kid with an AR-15 and take a picture. <laughs> I'd make sure they're safe. There wouldn't be no bullets. We'd put the the, the handcuffs through the through the uh, the magazine receptacle. We'd we'd put the safeties on. I just I just like here you go. <laughs> Take a picture with these little kids, not a one of them over. I don't think one's over four feet tall. Like, hey, go hold the guns. Yeah, I'll send this to your mom. <laughs> and I can tell when I when I got a little too close because people's eyes go wide. Not not because they they think I'd actually do it, but if there's even the slightest chance, the amount of retribution. And backlash would be nuclear. It would be so much, so powerful that they got to make darn sure. Another another example is my dad was, well, even to this day, an incredibly hairy man. I was surprised. Like I was like, boy, that, that hair's got to come from somewhere. Got to have some Greek blood in us, something, I mean, something. And uh, when we were kids, he, he would. <clears throat> He gave us way too early of bedtimes, way too early. And uh, but he all we didn't have air conditioning at the apartment they was in, and we have he'd have us during summer, so it gets super hot and muggy, and, you know. So he would always sleep with his shirt off, and uh, rarely a blanket. Is this a road? Let's go down this road. I haven't been down this road. Find roads I've never been down. No, I'm gonna be coming towards the river here pretty soon. <laughs> and then. Uh, we, for whatever reason, we got a hold of some duct tape. And and he was like, it's time to go to bed. We're like, nah, nah, nah. it's time to go to bed. Like, well, yeah, well, we're going to wait till you're asleep. We're going to duct tape your back. And <laughs> he, he he knew we were very high chance we were not going to do that. Uh, but just the fear in his eyes of the prospect. Is this mud? We can get through this. That we might actually do that and the pain that would ensue as he ripped it off his back Ooh, this is not good this is definitely not good this is mud all right
right, Cappy, get up this hill, turn around, and let's set the phone down. Yeah, this is not going to... No one's behind me. <clears throat> All right, let's just not get stuck in the mud. Hang on, guys. Yes, we're that far out. Dirt roads. <sighs> so, uh, I forget what the advertisement was. There's Bachelor Pad Economics. Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Reconnaissance Man. That's a good book, too, to get those young kids. If your son or daughter or niece or nephew are just a younger person in general you care about, doesn't know what they want to do in life, get them that book. I had the oddest complaint about that one time. A, a lady liked my stuff, but she's like, you obviously don't know what it's like to be a woman or have a daughter. You're advising people to drive out in the country by themselves. A girl isn't safe. And I don't know. I'm like, well, I, yeah, I, I guess so. You know what? You're right. Have Take take off her shoes, take off her socks, have somebody impregnate her and put her ass in the kitchen. We won't want her to go out, take no risks, or have a gun. Better to live in fear. You're right. Um, Curse of the High IQ. That's for everybody listening. Oh. I don't know. You guys know. You guys know. This is for the new people that tune in. What's this guy about? Like, have you heard about the Aaron Clary rage? Yeah. He's the guy that saved the Gen... He saved the Gen Zers. That's what I want. What if I could become patron saint of Gen Z, even though I'm not Catholic? You know, every, those Catholics, they got, like, patron saints for everything, and you could get little baubles or, like, a necklace or a little medallion that's got the little saint on there. I'm not kidding. They got a patron saint for everything. My buddy, um... I can't mention his name. Um, I think he had a patron saint for racing, and he wasn't even uh, Catholic. He's Christian. But he had the medallion... I mean, they get pretty granular with these patrons of the patron saints of detectives. You know, the, the patron saint of road workers. The patron saint of javelin thrower. I mean, there's got they got patron saints for everything. Why not the patron saint of Gen X? That has a little bit more authenticity and regality to it. Speaking of church, there's a Lutheran church. Problem is they can't, they're not going to listen. That's the biggest freaking problem. I understand as a kid, I didn't want to listen to my parents. My parents and my, the people in general. Parents, teachers, anyone older in general. Once you screw kids over, forcing them to go to school, boring them out of their minds, they don't want to listen. School is so boring, it sucks the life out of a kid. They don't, have, they don't have the energy to then listen to wisdom. You feel them full, so, full, so full of slop. So full of boring shit. Irrelevant, impractical shit. They just don't care. And I, I can see that. I remember. I was there. Then when something important comes along, a guy who's actually, you know, knows what he's talking about, has important information. Once the kids, you know, teacher's got him for two, three, four years, by the time the kid's in the fourth grade, he's not going to listen to anyone. <sighs> I saw it. I saw it with a couple of my friends, uh, you know, kids. They, 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 had, they had life. They had life in their eyes at about the age of, you know, still at the age of six. But by about eight, the, uh, it was gone. It was gone. They are on their way to mopey teenagerville. And then as, as teenager, oh, God, you can't get through them as a teenager. In part because they're teenagers... In part, probably because you're the enemy, but then also in part, I, I don't think they want to listen. I don't think they can listen. And so, I, I Gen Z, I, I try to ask us, ask a couple buddy of mine who are in, uh, teachers. Yes, I do have friends who are teachers, and no, they are not your 
They're your conservative libertarian teachers that kind of shut the hell up and actually do try to help out the kids. I say, what does Gen Z want? What do they think? What do they, oh, they don't read, Aaron. What do they do? They're on their phones. I'm like, well, would they read Kindle? Oh, no, that that's, takes too long. They're not even on Facebook. That takes too long. They're on Snapchat or Instagram. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's, they don't read. There's no, no capacity to read. Or no capacity. There's, there's no desire, intention, or, or, or will to read. And so I've got, people told me that, oh, but, uh, you know, there's a little bit of hope. People said, oh, black people don't read. I don't know. The black man's got a uh, poverty, did pretty damn good, especially for targeting a population of no more than 6% of the population. That did darn well, uh, considering what a small group of people uh, it was targeted towards. You know, Gen X, I'm sorry, Gen Z, that's, you know, that's, what, a third-ish quarter of the population? And yes, they quote-unquote may not read, but some do. I just wish there were some actual independent kids. Actual independent-minded Gen Zers out there. Uh, maybe like the millennials. You try to save them, they won't go back. Um, I don't know. There's other things. You got asshole consulting. You guys got questions. You have to be a Gen Zer. You happen to be a millennial. You don't want to fuck up your life by. But I mean, quite literally, every generation before you have made their lives worse. You say, well, we didn't have cars or this. Yeah, that's technology. Technology has made that part of their lives better. But what really matters, like love. Uh, not being fat, obese pieces of shit so you might be able to procreate with another person or just have sex. Intellectual stimulation, not looking at a fucking phone all day. God, there's a lot of wineries out here. That's important shit. Your parents aren't teaching you that. Yes, I am. I'm accusing all parents of being shitty parents. I know there's one or two of you out there that's really nice and good to your kids, just like there's one or two nice teachers out there that really give a shit about their students. But in the meantime, for the most part, most parents suck. At best, at best, they're absentee. Maybe not in a, a physical sense, but in a psychological sense. At worst, they're absentee in a physical sense. Actually, at worst, they're abusive and they open up credit cards in your name because you have a social security number. Does that road go through? Let's find out. At least it's paved. Oh, God, am I driving on somebody's private property? Oh, I, hope, I don't think so. Oh, good. Okay. Anyway, go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me your questions. <coughs> Along those same lines, tune in to the Older Brother podcast. You can find that by going to olderbrother.com. Uh, we got links to all the different ways you can listen to the podcast. Uh, the podcast is on the YouTube channel. I know a lot of people like to take uh, in their listening through YouTube, so you can go to older uh, YouTube and just search Older Brother. Uh, you'll find the site there. All the uh, uh, podcasts are there, uh, recorded. Uh, but also at OlderBrother.com, there's a link to the podcast. There's an MP3 archive, which I have to update. And there's also the SoundCloud. The, uh, the Clary Podcast and the Older Brother Podcast are on the same SoundCloud feed, so if you just search the Clary Podcast SoundCloud, you'll find the links there. Oh, what is this area I'm at? I've never been here. I found a place I've never been to. Ah, dang it, dirt road. Oh, no, just a broken up bit of pavement. Where am I? This is a big lake. <coughs> um, that's it. All right, I'm going to enjoy my drive while I kill time and avoid going. Ah, here's the dirt road. God damn it. I gotta look up where I am. All right, that's it. Check it out. Donate things, stuff. Uh, OlderBrother.com. Donate if you really want to help out the show. Go shop all the Amazon affiliate program. We'll talk to you guys later. Toodles.